Welcome to the Steel Men Podcast, where we take a 15-minute look at a new story and try to have an honest conversation about it. We're the Steel Men. My name is Will, and with me is Jay. Say hi, Jay. Hi, Will. Hey, Jay. Do you know there's a deadly virus out there killing people, and some people just refuse to believe it's real and act responsibly? Well, yeah, I can believe that people believe anything. Well, I'm glad we're on the same page, because if for just three weeks we required chastity belts between 10 p.m. and 5 a.m., we could really reduce the spread of HIV. (laughs) We could save just one life. (laughs) Yeah, and hey, well, uh, let's go ahead and say if we just stop driving between 10 and 5, we're totally on the same page. (laughs) Today, we're going to discuss the balance of liberty and safety. So recently, uh, when I first approached this topic to you, Jay, I I was going to talk to you about how the Ohio governor, Mike DeWine, who's a Republican, announced they're going to have a new curfew that would last about three weeks from 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. So since I brought this topic to you, uh, it turns out several other locations have done this. California, I believe, has done this and uh, some smaller towns out in New Jersey and Colorado. Uh, it doesn't apply to people who are going to work, grocery shopping, getting food, or going to the hospital. Uh, so there are some exceptions. He stated that he believes this will reduce the spread of COVID. Uh, I did read a New York Times article titled, Why Are States Imposing Virus Curfews by a, a uh, Kwame Upam and a Concepcion de Leon? And uh, they all but admitted that the science was unclear. There wasn't enough data whether this is an effective measure. So there's no science to follow but we're going to believe it will do it. So let's just talk about this and we'll assume that there's no science. We're not going to talk about it, but I want to talk about the logic behind uh, this kind of law. I assume that the logic is that the curfew will limit unnecessary social circumstances. So if we assume this is the intent, do you think that this makes sense and that that it will work? So I put some amount of effort into finding an answer or finding someone who even thought they had an answer. And uh, there are people out there who think they know exactly how a curfew will work out. But it seems like the people who should know about this sort of thing, they don't they don't know. They're not willing to commit to saying whether or not it'll work. Um, So I think that anybody who does insist they know how it will all turn out is fooling themselves. Maybe the question should be, does it have a chance to work? And is that a good enough reason to do it? There's a chance anything could work. But maybe then you say, well, hell, is there a chance it could make things worse? Based on what I looked at, it could force people to, instead of going out and feeling the pressure to be safe in a public environment, that you're just going to decide to have the party where you may feel no pressure to socially distance or wear a mask or be careful at all, plus, you know, people's houses aren't as well ventilated as most bars or restaurants, etc. So from that perspective, it seems logical to me to think, man, maybe you're making things worse. But then again, look, if you put down your foot and say, hey, look, we got to do this curfew, guys. Even if we don't know if it's going to work, we got to try something, take it seriously. You know, it is kind of a strong message to say, to not just suggest people stay home, but to force them to stay home at one time or another. Uh, You could say, surely some people will abide by it and it will be a message enough to get them to be safer than they would have otherwise. Yeah, I mean, the only I agree with you. And the only thing I would add about why I'm suspect about this kind of measure is it will, I am sure, stop people from hanging out between 10 and 5. But if you're like a segment of the population that was going to hang out between 10 and 5 with your friends, I don't understand why you just wouldn't hang out between the times of 
six and nine o'clock with those same, that same group of people. And I mean, if those people are prone to spread it, then instead of spreading it between 10 and five, they're now spreading it between six and nine. So as far as an effective measure to stop the virus, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. If they're just trying to stop you from hanging out between 10 and five, then yeah, it's going to, it's going to work. Yeah. And there, I guess in some way I'm in favor of trying it. Uh, I'm normally in favor of trying things, even if we don't know if they'll work. Because at least we'll, we can get some feedback from this. I mean, it might not become clear. We, we'll at least be able to track and see what happens in these places that do it. Well, for the record, I'm not in favor of just trying anything. Like, I, Unless it's voluntary, but I understand where you're coming from. But let's go ahead and then assume it's obvious that the science will prove that the measure is effective. That's the assumption we're going to make. And we're also going to grant that COVID is the highest threat that exists right now. It's higher than bankruptcy, higher than suicide, higher than abuse higher than any sort of consequence that comes with a lack of interpersonal in-person relations. So assuming it's effective and necessary, I, I would just want to know what is preventing leaders and their fans from just advocating for more severe measures. It seems like you would do that. This just seems like a measure. It's like putting a bandage on a chest wound. So uh, I don't know. What do you think? What's preventing people from taking that next logical step if they believe these things? Well, isn't it because uh, it's just trendy right now to be afraid of COVID? I mean, everybody's doing it. Uh, <laughs> why not? Uh, why not jump aboard, man? Like, in a few years, we'll have to move on to some other threat. We might as well revel in the COVID threat right now. Uh, th- This—it's a half measure by any estimation. This is like something that you do to look like you're helping more than making sure that you're helping. If you're a politician or a government official, you're feeling pressure from both sides. I mean, any politician in a blue area who got their votes from people who want to have a curfew or to do something, you're going to err on the side of doing that. If you got voted in on the other side, you're going to err on the side of not doing it. But this is a a symptom of kind of an ongoing issue that... um, probably happens in America more than other places. I don't want to single out America. We are not the only nation that's polarized, and we're not the only nation that has two or more groups that just cannot agree on anything. It's extra salient for us here. This is what you get when you've got such a huge portion of the population in opposition with another. You get get half measures. You you do things in a half-assed way because whatever you do, you're going to piss off roughly half the people. So I don't know. I, I hate that it's like that. There's a there's a self-interest reason and there's a logic to any politician who chooses to put in the curfew. But yeah, it, if they really wanted to stop COVID because it's really that serious, you shut, da- you shut it down. You take the hit to the economy. We know it won't last forever. We know we've already got vaccines on the way. Shut the shit down. Let's save as many lives as possible, and our economy will recover inevitably. It always does recover. So there's no reason to think that we're dooming ourselves if we go full on and stop the virus. And you mentioned before, yeah, you're against trying things. Do you give the slippery slope argument uh, much credence here? Do you really think the gov- it's in the government's interest 
to shut everything down, like draconian level, we're going to criminalize being out and mandate mask wearing all the time in public. Yeah. What do you think about the slippery slope there? Is just doing the curfew better because we're less likely to end up in a, you know, authoritarian permanence? When you're talking about it being a half measure, I agree with you. It is a half measure. I think what that shows is that the people who are in charge don't know, aren't sure, but aren't willing to commit. And so, you know, I don't want them to go full authoritarian. I do think that if you let the government go full authoritarian, they will slide the slippery slope. I know that that's a fallacy and we maybe do a new, another podcast on why I don't think the slippery slope necessarily means it's not true. Like, so, I mean, there's a difference between something being a fallacy and something being not true. Right. So, I mean, I guess this is the point where we would talk about then, is there a balance between liberty and safety? And, you know, what is that balance? Uh, I personally think that, you know, I am pro-liberty more than I am pro-safety. Uh, what are you? Well, I refuse to commit to any ideology. That's, that's, that's my ideology. Okay. <laughs> So I mean, the, so I mean, that's the typical question, though. People are like, "Oh, are you going? Are you want to live in a a crazy free society where people can just you know die from this disease and and whatnot?" And then they're like, "Oh no, you want authoritarianism? You want to have a complete police state just so you can feel safe?" And you know that is a dumb way to pose kind of the scenario because they they aren't opposites. The safety is not the opposite of liberty, and the the opposite of liberty isn't safety. I, I think that when we are looking for what is the balance here, I am going to lean towards uh, liberty, but I think through liberty, there is a form of safety that can happen. And so, for example, like if you wanted to mandate a, a mask law, right? And you say, okay, you have to follow the law, wear a mask at all times. And if we don't, then the police are going to come and they're going to arrest you. At some point, that's going to happen. And we all know, or at least I, I'm assuming we all know, that there's not a single law out there that the police aren't willing to kill you over to enforce. If you resist, if you don't cooperate, they're going to be justified in killing you because they're just trying to enforce the law. And it's, they're not, it's not their fault that you decide not to cooperate. So is it worth having this kind of law where the consequence is going to be death for someone? Over a period of time, that's going to happen. And I don't think that's a good outcome. And so that's why I don't think that you achieve anything worthwhile by siding with safety through a government power grab. What I think an alternative could be is to favor liberty, to say, you know, have the science out there, make the argument, make it compelling, say, hey, uh, masks work. You should wear them. Private individuals who own businesses and property say, hey, I think it works. I've looked at the science. I agree with that. If you want to come and interact with me, you have to wear your mask. And I know that not everybody is going to agree to do that, just like not everybody's going to obey the law in the other scenario. And you're going to have people who don't cooperate. But I think through that solution, you're going to get enough of the safety you're looking for without trampling on the liberty. So that's why, you know, that's an example why I don't think they're uh, opposites of each other. They can work together. It's where you want to make them opposites that I think there's an issue. Well, it seems to me that there's incentive for plenty of people in the public sphere, whether it's politicians or pundits. Uh, especially if you're working for a news program who's clearly who clearly has a target audience that believes one thing or another, it's in some people's interest not to not to bother trying to come up with the balance and to just always pull in one direction, right? No matter how free our society gets, 
I think there will always be a crowd because it's it's relative. It's a relative thing. If you're you know super free, if you're in the freest country that's ever existed, but then it gets a little less free to a lot of people, it will seem awful. The same thing is true with safety. You could be in the safest place in the world, but if something happens that you notice that creates a less safe environment, it's going to hit you really hard. It won't matter that somewhere else in the world, people are living just fine in far less safe environments. One other thing I'll throw out, humans are loss averse. We're risk averse. There's kind of a good reason for that, because if you overreact to threats, you waste your time and energy, but you live. If you underreact to threats and you're wrong and you die, you're dead forever. I think it is natural for society to lean towards making sure you stay safe so you can live to fight another day, even if uh, the authoritarianism goes too far occasionally. So I, I can sympathize with both sides here to say, hey, look, man, having a healthy skepticism of government authoritarian control is obviously a good thing. Uh, I don't think you need to know too much about the history of dictatorships and authoritarian states to know that they often end up in death and misery. But I can also sympathize with people who say, my God, we are in America. We're pretty fucking free. Why can't we all get behind choosing to lower our freedom a little bit to deal with a genuine threat to our livelihood I can totally understand feeling both of those impulses, but I think we need both of them. You know, someone who, who you know, militantly sits in the middle of most political discussions, it seems like there's a need for society to have a pull back and forth. And yeah, some people are going to be overly concerned with every little freedom they think they need. And some people are going to be opposite concerned with every safety precaution we could possibly need. And maybe that that's a good thing. In the end, it's frustrating as hell that it seems like some people can't see an answer in the middle. But maybe it's good that we have those forces keeping us from going all the way in one direction or another. Because obviously, liberty is worthless if you're dead. But life sucks if you're living it out in a cage. Well, I think that was pretty good. Any last thoughts? Oh, uh, definitely. I have to mention. Well, we're out of time. (laughs) 